0: Welcome to the How to Build a Parachute podcast. For those of you that have taken the jump but are not quite sure how you're going to nail that landing. Today, I'll be chatting to Opa Malua, a good friend of mine and someone who has played a massive role in my lifestyle changes over the last few years. Opa is a qualified personal trainer, exercise specialist, and combat trainer. He grew up in a small village in Mpopo, and after completing his schooling, Opa headed to Stellenbosch University to study medicine. He went from medicine to a BSc and finally decided that personal training was the way in which he felt he could truly connect with people in the way he envisioned. We chat the importance of using the gifts you have been given to uplift others and inspire them to do the same. We look at uncertainty that comes with moving to an independent income stream with the immense freedom and fulfillment it brings with it. Opar shares his outlook on the way we as human beings should move and use our bodies as well as what we put in them. We discuss one of my favorite topics, food, and how it is more than just a case of getting the nutrition your body needs. We touch on what it means to be truly inspired, and Opar shares some of the biggest lessons he has learned along the way. I hope you enjoy.
1: You, you, must, you must get with it. I, I'm with but, it, bro. Don't worry, I'm with yeah.
0: it. <laughs> but, oh, uh,
1: man, all is no. good, all is good, all is well, man. I'm glad to hear from you, actually, dude. Like, again, no, we can to this, you know, conversation. We, we we don't we don't plan it, we don't you know, it's not planned, it's not you know, it's not exaggerated, it is real and I appreciate you, you know, coming to a place where you want to share something with me and you, you know, allow me to have a bit of contact with you. I actually I haven't spoken to you in a bit so I'm truly, truly excited and I'm truly, you know, happy that you know that you are also still good and you know and yeah man i'm just excited to hear from you actually now <laughs> yeah but that's the thing Ru,
0: is we always stay in contact you know what i mean it's yeah, not that's yeah that's the thing about friendship and stuff is you don't always yeah. have to be having the most in-depth conversations but when you do exactly. chat it's like nothing's changed yeah. but it is to check in on the guys and just say are you doing okay thinking about yeah. you whatever Um, yeah. sending love whatever yeah just knowing also that you care yeah
1: man, yeah now I'm glad man. I'm glad. so what's happening in in, in 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 that side of the world what what what's going on there, man?
0: Well, dude, uh, the lockdown's still happening. We haven't been able to travel yeah. a lot, and that's obviously why we moved here. It was a big reason we wanted to see Europe and see yeah. other countries, and obviously we haven't had that freedom um and yeah bro it's it's been pretty wild but i think you know as you said a perspective shift i've been producing new music all on my own which has been a huge growing process for me Yeah, Um, (laughs) because i've always had other people doing it you know or doing it with me but now it's been like you know on your own and i think that's when you learn the most so yeah bro and then i started this podcast kind of like i was just like i'd love to chat to people just to give a bit of a resource to other people who are doing things that are a bit out of the norm you know that yeah. isn't necessarily planned out a hundred percent in the kind of yeah. the balls in their court <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. kind of why i wanted to chat to you as well bro is it's just like you know you've obviously had like a profound impact on me and you changed my lifestyle and my mindset quite drastically if i look at the way i was behaving and living and my lifestyle sort of prior to 2018 when we started you know training together or you started yeah. training me bro i was drinking a lot i was eating whatever i wanted my mindset was very different and i think you gave me a lot of perspective so i just thought it'd be epic to chat to you and just get you know your wisdom and share it with these people (laughs) because because i feel for real though dude i feel like you've got a lot of amazing valuable things and i figured i don't want to take too much of your time because i know this is i want to get into the detail of like what you've done and like your mindset so are you cool to crack on and chat i mean we can, it's obviously good, it's a very relaxed chat but i do have questions i want to ask just so people can get like background and hear about your history and just some of your mindsets and thoughts that i think i already know a lot of it yeah but i just would love to share it with people because i think it's quite inspiring you know yeah 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 i'm ready to get cracking ready with to the get cracking, cracking. <laughs> just as long as we stay in the same place <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um.
1: so yeah man we can get cracking now what i was saying is you know whenever you feel like someone has come in and changed your life you know in a profound manner, you know know that the same happens to them you know it's always a a, a reciprocal thing you know yeah. because you touched me you know and you touched and, and I was open to be touched, and you were open to be touched and changed in your life so you know when when two real people come together in truth. You know looking for something you know beyond what they already have you know we are open ourselves to 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 that to that true exchange and i think you know meeting you has been you know a blessing in my life as well you know and yeah. that's always you know, you know i'm always grateful for that as well
0: well dude i, mean, I think yeah. that's why we gravitate towards each other bro because if we didn't connect yeah. on that level we would never have you know sustained our relationship and kept training together and doing You know, even I'm jeez, but I must like even our sprint training and just being outdoors, (laughs) and and just the chats that come with it. You know, yeah.
1: So and 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 that's what training is truly all about. People always think it's just about coming in and smashing weights and doing getting this done, but you know, it's a social thing as well. It's 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 an emotional thing as well. So it's a real exchange. You know, it's it's truly personal. If if you know you're not looking at at the game. You know, if you're not looking at a game, but you're truly looking for someone to come in and influence you in a manner that you've never been influenced, you
0: know. Yeah. So, I think, yeah. But that, that's where it comes into the lifestyle situation. You know what I mean? Is It's like, I think a lot of us, and I grew up in a state like where I was at school and stuff, and my whole training was always focused around, you know, I was quite light growing up, and I knew I had to be a certain size <laughs> to play first-team rugby. And you're thinking, yeah. I have to push yeah. this weight, I have to get to this number of kilos to, you know, be able to take a yeah. hit, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, once you're out of that maybe more competitive, pref- like not professional sport, but like higher level sport environment, yeah. it all comes down to what is going to make, I, I firmly believe, more functional and just feel more comfortable in your body, you know? And what is yeah. your sort of optimal situation in your body? And that's beyond... Just, as you say, lifting weights, bro. It's a it's an entire, yeah. entirely holistic thing, you know. When we started training, I was still drinking a lot. You know, yeah. you were like, oh, you're having the devil's juice there, bro. And like, <laughs> the God. devil's juice, man. <laughs> <Don't
1: they laughs> the devil's, devil's
0: ju- juice. Because <laughs> I'm like hungover coming to the sessions. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs>
1: yeah. and
0: obviously, you spoke. From me. <laughs> and, it, and it didn't, yeah. but it was like, I, it kind of clicked in my mind and I started, I started, well, I started enjoying the idea of waking up and being able to go and run on the promenade at the, at, in sea yeah. points and be able to do pull-ups in the morning sun. A lot more than the idea of like opening my eyes and still seeing veins pulsing in my vision. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's perspective, bro.
1: Yeah, man, look, for me, look, I also went through a period in time where I did a lot of drinking myself, you know, and, you know, again, you know, at some point I just, you know, I had to come to an understanding that, you know, is this truly what I want, you know, is this truly what I want for myself, you know, and and look, I'm not saying don't have a drink now and then, I'm just saying the way I was drinking and the whole, you know, Waking up hungover, it it wasn't a thing that I wanted for myself and, you know, it didn't feel nice, especially when training is concerned and I had a choice between either we train properly or we continue drinking, you know what I mean? So, and training properly was just more, you know, the thing for me, you know, I don't necessarily have a big, no, I'm not against the whole thing. I'm just saying, you know, if you want to make certain changes, you know. You have to let go of certain habits. Yeah. You know. It's priority. That's just bro. the reality. That's yeah, it's just the reality of it.
0: I do you think know? we drank in similar ways. Um, it's kinda that you going out to, you're not going out to have a couple of social yeah. whiskies with your you're going out to get <laughs> mud.
1: Yeah. It's you You're yeah. going to get like train smash boot yeah. like If you not if you're not <laughs> leopard
0: crawling <laughs> home, you're doing something wrong. You know that
1: yeah, I mean? so yeah, we're going straight for the straw rum situation. Exactly, like, dude.
0: <laughs> like pure gasoline. Yeah. Where you go, you put ninety-five <laughs> unleaded in your car, ninety-five unleaded <laughs> in your mouth. You yeah, know.
1: yeah, that's that 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 was the problem. I think I guess that's also the youth, man. You know? Yeah, that's that's the youth. That's part of it. You know, for some people, it's not not it's not a reality, but for me, it was it was a part of my reality. Mm. You know, and I've learned from it. You know, and and. That's the, again, going back to maturity, you know, you learn from those things that, you know, you get or that you come across in life, you know, and, you know, you either learn or you continue with it or you don't learn, you know, yeah. or you already know enough. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, you obviously, just with regards to your upbringing, that that drinking and that sort of situation came when you came uh, to, because you studied Stellenbosch University, hey? Yeah, man. I can tell you where it started please. Uh, well, where did you, I mean, you since, grew up, just tell the, the guys a little bit of your background, where you grew up, kind of, because I know you've always told me you've had a okay. bit more of a traditional background, and then coming to Cape Town was a bit of a different yeah. lifestyle and situation.
1: Yeah, man. So, I am from a village named Ramlapo, it's all the way in Limpopo, that's the northern province. Yeah, born and raised, you know, I went to I'll I'll just I grew up there for the first few years of my life, and then uh, primary school went to uh, Chris Hofmeyer, uh, large school Chris Hofmeyer, which is an Afrikaans medium school. You know, spent you know most of my like kiddie years there from like grade one to like seven. So yeah, it was very very a very different space to where I was then brought up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was very Afrikaans was very you know you know strict you know strict Afrikaans rules, and it truly helped me with discipline and all of these things, and just to see you know to have a again a different view on on life and the people that I've met there you know you meet people of different backgrounds, people of different you know religions and all of these people of different colours so from a young age already, I was exposed to people of different, you know, backgrounds. Yeah. So it was quite an amazing time for me. You know, people think, you know, oh, uh, I mean, I was six when I went there, you know, when I went to grade one, I was in boarding school and yeah, and people think like, oh, how could your parents have done that? But you no, know, looking at it now, it has allowed me to have you know, this broad perspective and understanding of, of people of different you know just different reasoning and behaviors and all of this you know just allowed me that picture and then high school I went to a catholic high school called saint placid saint placid or otherwise known as pax high school it's a catholic school that was based in, in a rural area also in just outside of you know petersburg petersburg being Polokwane, um, known now as Polokwane, of course, but yeah, that's where I went again. High school, and then from there, I hit Stellenbosch University. I mean, med school. Uh, got accepted into the med school, you know. And crazy thing is, the 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 the, the year before med school, you no, know, I got ex- you no. Know, of course, you got you got accepted and everything, and then they. They invite you. So my, my first encounter with Tigerberg was, was like the year before they took us in. It was 40 selected students and they showed us around. So yeah, I, I knew the year before that I was already coming to Stellenbosch. So yeah, from Stellenbosch med school, uh, historically three years, academically two years. And then yeah, things happened, got my first knock of life. Yeah, <laughs> my first, my first true teaching of life because you know I was always passionate about the human body and its abilities and what it's all about. You know, and med- medicine seemed the best idea, or you know, was something healing. Healing was what I'm truly passionate about and what inspired me to to get into it. You know, I wanted to learn how to heal people and you know, of course, further understand the human body and what and its functions and all of these things and yeah
0: was that and always that, when did that begin we always draw yeah, to how the body worked and obviously you I were active so always, it's your personal thing but also with other people
1: yeah man i was active played golf the rugby been active and i remember growing up you know my dad used to get newspapers so they used to always have a snippet of the human body you know oh. they used to break down the brain, they used to break down the the kidneys, they used to break down the the muscles. So I used to cut them always out. Like I always had a stack of that, you know, reading up on that, even though I didn't fully understand what was happening. But it always intrigued me. You know, so so since then the love for the human body was almost always there because I felt like there was a bit more to this thing. And yeah. And of course with the with the snippets you're only getting images. Yeah. So, with, with, with medicine, I would have had an, a real life opportunity to, to actually work with the body, you know, and actually see what the body is all about, see what the human being is all about. So, I, I got an opportunity to really research and in, interact with the human body, you know, in, in, in four. Yeah. Know? So, yeah.
0: It's well, very, that's amazing. Thing, so you were always on that kind of path of you wanting to, to work with the human body. Because I know a lot of kids, I mean, yeah. we grow up and we don't really think that long term. But it's quite special that you were kind of like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to gun it. But obviously, once yeah. you got to studies and you were faced with a bit of adversity and maybe, again, another bit of perspective shift of like what you really wanted. Is that yeah, when you man. moved into the personal training space and training other people, how did the transition happen after medicine?
1: After medicine, went to do a BSc in human life sciences with psychology. So when I got there, that was the entry back into medicine, because when I got kicked out, I was still thinking, get back into medicine, you know, get back into medicine at the time. And yeah, and then uh, I did a year of BSc human life sciences. And I figured now nah, I don't want to go back to medicine. you know something in me changed, you know some perspective, of course, you know I wanted to, to pursue you know whatever these things you know they, they, they seemed you know uh, important at the time and yeah, and three years down the line, in my final year, I just I just didn't know what I was searching for anymore you know and you know what I thought I was searching in my first year had yeah, changed over two years and you know, I didn't see a way forward in the human life sciences. You know, yeah. and I was like, you know, what am I gonna do after this? It was, you know, it was a whole mess. You know, I was in a bit of a state. Uh, you know, I was in a dark place. You know, so to say. You know, beyond the knock at med school, the the the, the third year of psychology and and human life sciences was a was a bit of a very uh, dark time where I didn't know where I was going, what I was going to do after this and all of that. So, and then someone, it was Steve. Steve Steve was a buddy of mine. I mean, Steve was a dude that I would have never listened to. You know, we used to jaw, we used to do all these other things together, you know, Mm. but he was not one that I would have taken seriously, you know, any other day. But in that third year, and you know, I spent so much time at the gym. You know, I was like twice at the gym, twice a day at the gym, just training, yeah. just you know, just trying to you know, it was a nice little escape for me. And in that time I just grew the body, focused on the body a bit. And then one day he just came through to me and he said, Hey man, why don't you study personal training? And don't do it in Stellenbosch, Bosch. Go do it in Ronda Bosch. And people will love you there. That's all he said. And, and it was almost as if I didn't hear anything else, you know, beyond his voice. You know, it was a weird little interaction. It was a very weird little exchange. And then from there, that's all he said. I mean, that's all he literally said during the session. And and from there, it, it, it just st- stuck with me. And then I looked up ETA, I looked up everything. And I looked up where Ronda Bosch is because I had no clue where Ronda Bosch is and yeah. to start off with, you know. So, yeah. And then I called in, applied, and yeah. And Now we're five years down the line, man, and I'm, I'm loving every moment. You know, we did the personal training, met some awesome people, you know. And, you know, that's the journey still going now, man. And I'm learning. I'm I'm, I'm truly, you know, getting to, to that place where I'm, perfecting the, the, the self-image you know perfection yeah. is not to be reached but but that's what we we aspire to isn't it yeah and it's constantly be,
0: changing you know yeah I don't think exactly it's, it's not about I was writing a thing that yesterday I'm doing a website design for this my personal training and I just think the biggest yeah. thing is for people is that always focus as you say it's all it's not actually about the goals it's about the things that you learn on the way to reaching your goals yeah. because those constantly change you know your yeah. ideal physique or your you know your <clears throat> um your idea of what you want physically changes you know from time to time mm-hmm. and depending on where your life is and what you where your priorities lie but it's more about what you are learning on the way just whether it's from consistency and discipline and the things that you taught by being in a training environment it's just that's what yeah. it's all about dude yeah
1: it's 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 true it's like you no know, i heard someone yesterday Again, we are brought into this world and and we don't know we don't know what you know needs to happen, you know, and we know but at some point we we will, you know, pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whatever we learn in between this time is all about maturing to that image, you know, that we have in our minds because every individual has a different perspective on this thing and what they see as the perfect image. That they can reach before they pass. Yeah. So it's 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 a little. It's a nice way to look at it because you know that is what maturing again is all about.
0: Do you, you think know? your your shift from, from actually, because I mean, medicine is an amazing thing, of course, because you are helping people. Physically and with ailments or whatever, or injuries or sickness, and you are helping heal people in a sense. But do you, because yeah. you're very spiritual, dude? I'm sure people have already picked up from listening. But do are you driven more by the actual <laughs> connecting with people? Because you don't really connect with them on a human level as a doctor. It's a very, it can often be a cold, yeah, very true. you know methodical relationship. It's just you know very professional. Hello, these are your symptoms. This is what you must do. Whereas when you are yeah. in a gym space with a, a person or you personal training them, you're outside wherever you may be doing the exercise or whatever, you connecting with them, you sharing thoughts, sharing ideas, sharing, you know, your ethos. Is that probably why I think yeah. you know, that's probably why you've thrived more in the PT world?
1: That's true, man,
0: because because
1: like in, in you know, again, apart from you know, I don't wanna say, you know, it's, it's a whole thing you know while I was there you get this very mechanical approach to the body and 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 you know me as a kid coming up thinking this body is a very wonderful thing it's a very wow I'm gonna get to heal people I'm gonna get to do all these things you start to realize how it you know it's very mechanical the approach to to the body in a medical sense it's a it's, it's a mechanical way mm. and another thing thing they, they approach a body that's already at dis-ease. You know what I mean? So in order for you to go see a doctor your body must be diseased. You no, know, you are diseased. You have a disease or you have a disorder or you know of of, of some sort. Mm. But the, the the lovely thing about training and personal training is that you still have the person with with a healthy body that is starting to feel at dis-ease and they want to change something. So yeah. you still have the consciousness of, and the awareness that you know, they are becoming aware of this body and that there's something wrong. And, and for that, you, it makes for more contact situation. You know what I mean? Because you get to spend an hour with these people at a time, you know? And, and, and depending on how long you go, you form certain relationships and it's, it goes beyond just training. You know, you, you get to touch on the, on the emotional stuff. And you get to touch on the on the on what what their thoughts are, and you get to touch on what they sense and what they feel are about and their ideas about the world. So so it it makes for what I call a preventative medicine situation where you can heal someone before they actually go the wrong way or yeah. where they're deteriorating. You know what I mean? So yeah. where you can actually advise someone and say, "Hey man, why don't you stop just you know drinking the two liter coke every night?" You know. Yeah. And why don't you stop? Why do? Why don't you just take up, you know, just have one cup of coffee a day as opposed to four. You know, you yeah. know, all those little things. You know, they eventually add up to a very valuable, you know, thing that people don't take note of. Or just eat when you're hungry. You know, not necessarily being strict with 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 the caloric intake. The, oh, that. Yeah. No. Just just say eat when you're hungry. These are s- the smaller things. That you don't get to say to people in medicine, like you're saying, like when your doctor just come in, sometimes there's, this, this, you know, you don't really know what these people go through on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, you don't know what their little stresses are. You know, the little stresses is their self-image. You know, most people have a problem with the self-image, and if you can help them perfect what they see as an image in their head, and you know, then then the healthier individual you get, if you If someone just needs someone to speak to, some people just need someone to interact with. You know, it's a social need. If you can just facilitate that and understand that you are just there to help them see themselves through to the perfect image or the image they have in mind, then then you you are in the right place.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think what's very important about you, though, is I think that's why I gravitated towards you as a trainer when I was thinking how can I sort of change my way of training in my lifestyle is you, you know, you walk the talk, you know, you embody the lifestyle that you preach. It's not like yeah, you're sitting man. there and smashing Cokes every night and eating McDonald's yeah, every <laughs> other day and then saying, you know, <laughs> you know, then yeah. saying, oh, you know, that you need to be mindful of your body and aware of exactly. how you're moving and aware of how you're treating it because you living it, you know, I mean, I'd never done yeah. primal movements. I'd never done, I'd never moved in a lot of the ways I yeah. began to until I came to you. And, you know, it was, I think, I think it was just because, you know, you get into a space where when you get a little bit older, there's a little bit less of an ego. And it's more of just like, I want my body to be, I want to just take care of it, you know, and yeah. how what is the best way to do it? Cause I did notice with you, I mean, yeah. you even went through a transition when I arrived I mean, kind of, I mean, I'd been at the gym for a while, but I remember when I first started noticing you there, I think I got back from Johannesburg. I'd been living there and you were there and you were doing powerlifting and stuff like that. And then you seem yeah. to have made a shift. Was that, what, what, yeah. what, what caused that shift in that perspective of kind of like, I want my body to be more functional as opposed to dynamic. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: so, yeah, so resistance training, In the traditional sense, it's a very, again, it's a very, you know, it's the classical Arnie look, you know, it's an aesthetic thing, it's pleasing to the eyes, but it's a very static motion, you know, it's a very static thing where you go in and you do the chest, seated chest press and you do the dumbbell presses and the barbell presses and you you know, you want legs like Arnie, you do leg extensions. It is, it doesn't really challenge your body in any way. It's a very static thing. It's pleasing to the eye, but it's a very st- static sense. So what I wanted was, you know, I was always in the, in, in the move, you know, I was always, you know, looking to, again, it's it's with growth is what are you willing to take up as a responsibility? And my responsibility is to make sure that. You know, as as I grow, I change with, with with the times. It's like a constant move. You know, it's a movement. I, I wanted something more dynamic. I wanted something more, more challenging. You know, yeah. you know, and that was the challenge that at the time I picked from because I was still into resistance training. I I then took up you know Olympic lifting because there was still some resistance, but at the same time it challenged my. My control over the resistance, so to say, you know, mm. it challenged how much control do I truly have when something is is over my head, you know, and be, and then I reduced it down. So how much control do I actually have over my own body? That's when the primal movements came in, and you know, the boxing and the kickboxing and all of that. You know, how much control do I actually have of, of on my you know in my body? And you know, since then. You know, my training has changed drastically. To it's coming to show that you know because we always think you know, the greater the for the effort, the, the the better the action. But it's it's actually the other way around. You know, it's all about how efficient you are. If you do a lot less but directed to a certain point, in the more the more work you get done anyway. You know yeah. the more efficient it becomes, the more the more functional it becomes it's, it's a whole shift constantly trying to get to a place where yeah movement is easy to do, and with that it becomes a pleasurable thing to do continuously and sustain throughout life you know yeah and again it's also with the p- kind of people that I work with you know, I'm an exercise specialist now work with older adults and and younger kids and you know, pregnant mummies and all of that so for them it's all about sustaining movement and making sure movement is easy you know eliminating pain you know making sure they, they feel the vitality of their body you know and that's a thing of sensing that's a thing of, of feeling and, and being aware you know, so of your body because
0: a lot of us lose exactly. touch of that dude With the sedentary lifestyles that a lot of people lead, you kind of get used to the aches and pains and your neck's always stiff and your back's always tight and your hamstrings are always tight. And it's just, I think it's just getting back to like a centeredness of how you would move if we didn't live the sort of 21st century lifestyles that we do lead.
1: Yeah, and, and, and we get to say, oh yeah, this is my normal pain. Pain is not a normal thing. People always say, oh, this is my normal neck pain. It's not a normal thing you know if you remember back from at the anyway before before let's say grade 7 do you remember yourself being having a a, a back pain no. do you remember yourself having ankle pain and so so at some point in your life you were pain free but going about your, your daily activities so it is a possibility and we have now come to a place where just accept pain as as a reality, as an everyday thing. But it's not. We just have to remember ourselves when we didn't have pain and how we moved then, and as opposed to now. You know what 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 is it that was was so joyous about grade five that you didn't feel the pain of the day? You know mm. what I mean? Because you played, you played the, the tags and during the breaks, you. You you moved, man, you moved. You didn't count the movements. You didn't. There was no sets. There was no repetition. You chase each other until you sweat the back of your of your shirt. During break time, you come back to class. You all sweaty and everything, you know, and no one cares. And you will do it again. Break time, you know. So it was always about movement. We forget how to move. And again, like you're right, it's a sedentary lifestyle that we we live now that makes us assume this position and accept that pain is a it's a is a thing to live with, whereas it's not, man. So,
0: yeah. I wanted to ask, those those movements you're talking about, they're natural. I mean, if you think about it, if we lived, if we regressed, and we went back to, you know, the caveman lifestyle where you're living in the yeah. wild and you're hunting for food. A lot of the movements and the way you're talking about moving is natural. It's how we were yeah. built to move. Is Do you think that's yeah. why you gravitate towards that? And I found, like that i mean i've done a few training sessions you know since before i got my qualification just with people of a sort of friends and family or whatever i put together little programs yeah. for them because they liked what i did and i always found like regardless of their physical state they would be able yeah. to gravitate towards those more natural movements as opposed exactly. to a lot of the time you know you're doing resistance training and weight-based training it's it's foreign and it's one dimensional and it kind of works for some people, some people it doesn't. But once you start getting people into a position where they're moving in those primal movements and they're doing natural movements that their body is meant to do, it seems like it can kind of apply to anybody no matter where they are in their sort of fitness journey or their, where their, their physical health is.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. You know, anything good should be able to be replicated whether you six or sixty. You know, so so that that shows you it it's a it's a good it's a good movement. It it doesn't put the body under strain of any nature, but at most it challenges your thinking and your idea of what you know or what stage you're in. You know, so it's 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 to know that something is good it must be able to can work at all ages of life. You know, meaning like you said, it's a primal thing, but it's still continuing now in this day and age. You know, you can still, you know, crawl. You know, you can still, you know, and it's it's a developmental thing as well. That's what you do as a baby. You start first by laying on your back, and then you transition from laying on your back into onto your tummy, and then you creep around, and then you you crawl around. You, you know, you live a lot on the floor as you develop into a a, a standing position. You live a lot on the floor and again the body is able to recognize that and and, and draw some good energy from it every time. Just coming in contact with the floor a bit more. Because you'll feel you know in those positions most of the time you are hands and feet on the floor. It takes you back to that state where you are you know almost innocent and and allowing where again the pain factor was not there. And you know, everybody and most people should be able to do the movement. And, and it so is so intellectually stimulating
0: as well. Your brain has to switch yeah. on because you're moving. I mean, if you're lying on your be- on the bench and you're doing a chest press, it's a compound movement, sure. But all that's working really is your chest and your arms. they working in, in harmony or whatever. But when you're in a bear crawl position yeah. or a frog jump position, or if you're doing lizards or if you're literally just doing, you know, uh, bear to crab rotations or whatever... Your whole body has to work in harmony because as soon exactly. as it isn't, even your ears. Literally, dude, that's your balance. <laughs> it's j- jokes aside, exactly. though, you know, <laughs> and exactly. you have to compensate for that. As soon as your ears start <laughs> exactly. feeling a bit you you gotta change direction. So, it's,
1: yeah. So, it's, so it's it's a full it's a full full body stimulation. You get a full body interaction. You know, where... we you know, this day and age we have. Almost isolated the body into a lower half or a right half or or a left half or an upper body half. You know we, we forget that the body moves as one unit always. You know you can't just take your right half with you somewhere. You take your whole body with, including your eyes, and that's how you make you know sense of this world around you. You know it's through your senses. You know if you look through your eyes now, you'll see you don't see a right and left. You see vision. You see whatever's in front of you. You can't see if you're seeing through your right or your left. You you just see whatever's in front of you. You know what I mean? And in one unitary measure, meaning left and right doesn't really exist. You know, we we have two eyes, but they see they give you a full vision and not a right and left, unless you cover your, your one eye. But even that, you'll still get one vision like Cyclops mode. Yeah. You know, so so it's 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 if we come back to that understanding that the body is a unit and and, and it's unitary in nature and then we'll see you no know, we will get to understand it a bit better we'll get to use it a bit better You'll, you know we'll just come to to love the, the workings and the the connections between you no know, within our bodies and and hopefully with that we'll able to make connections outside of our body and relate and see how we relate to our environment in, in in a social sense you know what i mean you know yeah and yeah that's that's truly what it's all about man so,
0: I, w- yeah. I wanted to ask so you obviously after you got your your qualification as a personal trainer and exercise specialist you trained through a gym right which is eta where i met you yeah. And whatever. yeah um how would you compare Working through a gym as being one of their trainers and whatever and people picking you up through the gym versus now For people who don't know you've gone more independent and you've you've got your own space and you've kind of Isolated yourself as a brand. What is that transition being like and just becoming more? Uh, independent in that sense
1: again, it's it's you take up responsibility and you get empowered by it because like you know when you're at ETA and the German instructor at ETA, you know you 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 get people, you get access to members that want to train, and then you know you almost you know you don't have to go look for clientele, you don't have to go you know people come walking in looking for for trainers, you know it's it's a nice, easy way to just keep going you know but the 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 leap that I took showed me because when I, before I stepped out i I, I was uncertain if people are even going to come with me, because it was a kind of a sudden move. You know, I had it. there was reasons behind the move. And I remember sitting there one day thinking people know ETA, people no. some of the people you met there, will they be willing to come with you? Will you survive if you step out by yourself and just head out to another space? And remember, this is the only, you know, my, my being in, in the Western Cape and my being where I am is down to me actually working, you know, as a personal trainer, you know. So I had a lot of thought. It was quite strenuous at first, but I realized, you know, uh, a leap had to be taken. So, you know, I took a leap of faith and, you know, almost everyone that I trained with, you know, followed me to, to this space, you know. And that was just a, a rewarding feeling, you know, to know that people were willing to follow me, meaning they found value in whatever I was I was putting out for them you know so it was a scary step but when I took it it showed to be you know one of the best steps that I could have ever taken because it empowered me more it it, it wanted me to give even more to the people that that came with me you know what I mean it wanted me to actually just do better you know yeah. just keep taking the the risks keep giving them what I truly have as as an idea of, of what training is and that space I have now, you know, this minimal weight and it, it challenged me because now you, you have to truly show what you're all about, you know, without the, the use of bars and heavyweights and machinery and all of this, you have to find your own way to warm up someone and, and a healthy way to do it and make them work with their bodies. In To a point where they are still reaping the benefits of being in a gym like setting, I had to get very creative with my training. I had to get very inventive with certain things and and that is truly you know the blessing be, be, behind it because you know i learned I learned a different way now I can train anyone you know at any time at any point yeah you know it it has given me that you know without the dependence on a machine or a rowing machine a pull down machine or a leg press machine i can literally train anyone from any 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 place yeah you know it's it, it that's that's the kind of growth that i've learned you know since leaping out into into this new space man
0: i think also i mean it's testament to the way that you're connecting with people because the fact that they are willing to leave a gym environment and move into as you say a place to I'm, a lot less, equi- a, yeah, and it's yeah. a lot less equipment, and there's a lot less of the, the you know, uh, traditional gym environment situation. But I think, you know, I always like talking to you about the spiritual connection between your your sort of conversations you have, and then also um, the exercises themselves. And I suppose, yeah. you know, we come from environments or, or backgrounds where we've always been in the gym. I've been in the gym since I was like fifteen, sixteen. Very similar for yeah. you. Sports has always been a thing. So entering a gym environment isn't necessarily intimidating, but the bottom line is, is not everyone is comfortable being surrounded by people while they're doing something that they are feeling very uncomfortable doing because for a lot of people, they are first of all taking a step to make a change, which immediately is something they're clearly insecure about because that they've had to decide, okay, I need to make a change with myself. It must be something that's bothering them now. They have to go into a gym environment, which they may never have been in and yeah. expose themselves to people who are, they may be uh, sort of feel uh, insecure around. And that might hinder their movement, hinder their sort of retention of what you're saying and maybe their yeah. enjoyment. So I think your space as well that you are creating, it's, yeah. it's also just a safe place for people to be be and move and start making a change and i think that's really dope bro and i think if people yeah. can start working towards more personal training in that way because then it is personal you
1: no know, this is beyond just training you know throughout life I, I i realize we we we've done this thing where we're not allowing you know space you no know, like you, you touched on space space is not just you know oh yeah this is a building and there's space space is what you allow as a presence. You know, do you allow me to be who I am in truth? We're going through life, you know, not truly really interacting with people in truth. You know, doing the, you know, we get caught in doing the personal training thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just there to count you know, repetitions and time and breaks and whatever. And if we move out of that, and that's, that's not just the personal training profession, it's everywhere, you know, where we treat each other as if we're not real. And I think that that closes us up, you know, it doesn't allow us to open. And once you you just allow yourself to be touched, like I said earlier, you know, if you allow yourself to be touched and if you allow yourself to be influenced by the next, you know, without any sense of you gaining from them, but truly be touched by another human being, you know, it, it, it becomes an amazing exchange, man. And, and it, that is what truly heals people. And if you allow people to be themselves you know and feel secure and you know, that's all you need actually to heal
0: yeah. yeah man it's the vulnerability dude and i think you put yourself in a space where yeah. you are like this is what i am you be what you are i'm here yeah. to help you and yeah. you know learn from each other because yeah. you learn just as much from your clients as they learn from you
1: yeah man it's true it's true, you know. So, yeah. I wanted it's to been ask. an amazing journey.
0: With regards to doing yeah. personal training, I mean, obviously, you probably had in your... I mean, you've told me things about your dad where, in his mind, obviously, he was aware of, like, medicine, becoming a doctor, and he could see the value in yeah. that versus <laughs> something like personal training. And I, me moving over to the UK, I, I thought about it. If I were to become a personal trainer in South Africa, especially being, like, with my music background, yeah. people would probably yeah. judge me and look down upon it. But since I've come here, the amount of value people seem to hold in personal trainers is different. Was there any sort of internal battle with regards to stepping into something of personal training and forging your own path? Not necessarily in the generic PT kind of mindset, as you say, counting rests and reps and sets and creating your own mindset. Was Was there a little internal battle with regards to that?
1: Yeah, of course, man, of course, there's always an internal at first, you know, when I jumped, like you said, my dad was like, now, what, what is this training? Because like from where I come from, no one really knows what training people is all about. They're like, what do you mean you train people? People don't know what personal training is. My dad had no understanding of what this whole thing is all about, you know, and I I didn't let that wear me out because I knew exactly I had the vision. I had the vision to, to get me there. No, It was a bit of a challenge, it was like, you know, what do I tell my, my cousins So what do I... Well, because they still thought I studied medicine at first. So you, you hide it a bit, it's a bit of an... At first you're not completely certain and, and you're not confident. And once you realize that the, the beauty of being and interacting with people, what you're learning, the limits that you are crossing that you weren't previously aware of, now, once you realize that this is where you truly learn best and where you can do your best work, you know, then it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. You know, they can speak, they can say what they want, you know, it doesn't really matter anymore because again, we are all just you know looking for a place where we can perfect that image that we have within ourselves. And, and look, man, you know, it, it got me to interact with the whole no i can't even explain it man the past 5 years i've grown immensely you know i mean even research i'm doing research but i have a better understanding of what research is just down to the fact that i went this route you know yeah. previously i was doing research at, at at varsity and all of that but you know it was it was a drag you know it was a thing that i had didn't to like do. but yeah. yeah but now now i do it with ease you know you know what i'm realizing now it's it's like do the things that are easy and bring you pleasure. If you start doing that and you make those things joyful and pleasurable, all that is difficult will become easy. And what was previously impossible then becomes more possible. You know what I mean? So at first I just went with the fact that I liked being in the gym and it was easy and was pleasurable for me. The difficult part was all the, the things that you know I had to do that were not so easy was how am I going to approach my family about this whole thing. But the more the more pleasure I got from training, then it became easy to approach them and tell them, no, I'm doing personal training, you know, and and now I'm no more necessarily doing personal training. Now I'm looking at healing. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. people say, but yeah, you know, that's impossible if you're a personal trainer. But now that I've crossed out what what is difficult, you no, know, I'm left with uh, with only possibilities with what I can do with this thing. And, and trust me, I'm running with it, man. <laughs> I'm running with it. I'm about to heal this world, man. <laughs> dude, that's amazing so, so, yeah. stuff, dude. It's, it's weird, though, because so, so, you go so. from
0: a place of being studying medicine, where you yeah. generically be, I mean, that, that's healing is what it's all about, to personal training where you feel like your actual true healing opportunities will be greater.
1: It's, it's amazing. And, 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 and again, it's just about start doing what brings you pleasure. It's a simple rule. Engage with the people that bring you joy, you know, engage with the people that give you a certain amount of life and good feelings, you know, and do those things and, and start attempting doing those difficult things and make them easy, mm. you know, because those are the only little obstacles that we have, you know, we, the things that we think are difficult and the things that don't bring us joy. Yeah. So, so do the things that bring you joy and then try make the things that are difficult, easy, and then, then there you go and then you're off, you know, it's not, and again, it's not a clear cut situation. It's a working, it's a working based on uncertainty because I'm not certain that, you know, I'm going to live for the next 50 years, but you know, I'm working on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm working on continuously just doing that and making what is impossible possible so that, you know, I can get to realize, you know, this. Image that i have in my head
0: yeah and i think what you said is so true earlier and it kind of ties into the mindset of things as well what you're saying now you said because of our daily life we we have our usual pains or our normal pains but pain isn't normal and the same applies to the kind of careers and life choices we make and environments we put ourselves in because i think society and what we told there's certain things that you almost expect to happen. Most people, yeah. you know, you expect to hate your job or you expect yeah. your job to be a drag. If you yeah. are doing something that's too enjoyable, it con- you, you, you imagine it, yeah, it couldn't possibly be work. But I think, as you say, it's yeah. like flicking that switch. <laughs> it's like flicking that switch. And sure, there's uncertainty yeah. that comes with it and it's daunting. But as you say, if you're proactive in working out, and as you say, it's a journey and kind of adjusting as you go, you see, okay, medicine isn't necessarily for me. You could have stuck with that easily because in your mind you could have thought, oh, well, most people say most of your jobs aren't necessarily the most enjoyable things, but you realize, nah, I want to connect with people and I want to train them and I want to see and help them move and help connect with them on a, on a more deep, deeper level. And then you moved into that space and then doors open because you entered it with a mindset of, openness, positivity. And as you say, when you do research, when you do your research, it's not, Oh my God, I have to now research the 207 bones in the body. It's, I want to look into this treatment that I've heard about and see if I can apply it to my clients who have put their trust in me and I've connected with, and I know they will allow me to do that to them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's not research for getting titled. Or getting entitlement of sort, you know. You know how they, how, how, when you get someone that has research and written an article, they get entitled with, or they get honored with a honors degree or a master's degree. You know, you know what I mean. It is a research that I can put into my into my practice, into real life mode, if I, I can say it and see its its healing abilities. You know what I mean not to to go just put it out there and be like, hey, look, I developed this and all of this, everyone clap hands, you know, it's to to truly put it to action to help the people that I engage with on a daily, you know. It's an interesting way, you know, that has changed what research means to me, you know, as opposed to 10 years back, man.
0: Yeah, were you driven by that self? You're not driven by yourself or getting accolades. It's more, how can I continue to learn so that I can continue to make a difference and benefit people you
1: know we 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 are here truly you know to to benefit each other we can try to be better than others but essentially we are truly here to benefit from each other we come across people and we are gifts to each other you know Mm -hmm. and how we make use of the of the time and, and 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 moments we spend with each other you know is truly valuable i think yeah no it is true dude i think
0: we i've always believed that like we are nothing without each other you know what especially being in liverpool now and living overseas like the thing i miss most about south africa is the people you know yeah i'm not i mean obviously i miss the beach and i miss the ocean and i miss the the outdoors for sure and the sunlight (laughs) but yeah i think about it like being here would be a lot more enjoyable if i had people had more people yeah. had my community and the same applies to in your work if you're making a difference and you're connecting with people it's kind of like a ripple effect dude it's like if you throw a pebble into a lake through the ripple effect yeah. that it causes you yeah. knock onto one person onto the next onto the next and it starts a snowball yeah. effect so you don't even realize the scope of what you're doing if it does come from a place of truth honesty and connectedness and sincerity and I think that's the biggest yeah. thing you seem to be very sincere and I think that's why you naturally connect with your Clients, because there's no, there no airs and graces. You are who you are. You are what you are, and you you walk yeah, the walk, man. which is which is powerful, <laughs> bruh.
1: Look, you know, it's it, Our uh, it's it's this part that we are on. This thing we call life. You know, it's it's all about you know being sincere in our manners, in our characters, in our in our actions, in our speech, in our intentions. You know, it's all about sincerity because. You know, those are the things that, you know, guide us through life and help us grow. You know, it's all about sincerity, 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 because the more sincere you are, the, the, I think it just brings me a lot of joy just being who I am at every given moment. It's all about sincerity, man. I think I wanted to ask you,
0: um, you know, people say abs are made in the kitchen. You, what do you believe about like diets and stuff like that because you touched on it earlier about eat when you are hungry food is often a way for people to escape and it makes them feel better what do you think about like diets you know people go on these fad crazed diets or whatever and they'll do something for a couple of weeks versus obviously it comes down to a lifestyle change do you think diets ever initiate a lifestyle change or not
1: yes they do but you must now remember uh, food is a chemical compound and the body is an electrochemical thing. So, meaning food is all a feeling situation. It's a very emotional situation. Because emotions are in our bodies ran by chemical you know, responses to certain stimulus. So, so, food is, that's why you feel like a burger. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that, that's how you feel like a snack feel like a chocolate it's an emotion it's a very emotionally bound thing so that's the way food is concerned food is always about how you feel so diet depends how do you feel how are you feeling in this point in time in your life what has currently worked for me is fasting and fasting not in the sense of an intermittent fast I mean fast a whole day you know and that will help you keep check of your feelings, because you you'll start to feel, and you know, again, what is what is essential and what is a, a need that you just you know feeding for the sense of just feeding it, mm. you know. So go a bit without water, go a bit without food, and see you know what it is that you're truly feeling. You know why why are you having the coffee? Is the coffee something that I truly need or is it something that I just want? Because most of our of, of our eating these days has become about sense gratification. We're just gratifying that senses until they are numb. So fasting clears up everything and it allows you to then see what you are taking in, how your body responds to it and how you getting rid of it. You know what I mean? So it's all about input and output. Yeah. Going on fads and all of that, you know, it's 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 cool to say I'm on a banting thing, I'm on a hype. Protein diet, I'm on this thing, but it, it's 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 deeper than that, mm. you know. Unless I'm just you know going too far with it, but it's it's much more than that. If you true, if you want true change in your diet, you have to know how you feel first. That's where we we need to learn awareness, you know, on how to see the connections of things in our lives, you know. And again, I say eat when you're hungry, meaning. When you're hungry, you will know what is truly fulfilling, you know, to, to what is truly satisfying to your hunger and not just having eaten breakfast because it's eight o'clock and having a snack because it's eleven o'clock and having lunch because it's one o'clock and having a snack because it's four o'clock and having mm. supper. You know, by by the time you, you've eaten so much you don't even remember what you ate. Yeah. You know, so so I'm saying just take a step back and see, and are you hungry? You know, are you eating according to a clock or are you eating according to a true calling of hunger? Hunger is a natural thing. It will call you when you are hungry. And it's habit, dude.
0: It's so true what you're saying. I look, I know that generally now at half past nine, I'll have an apple. So yeah. I, I eat an apple at half past nine, then at like 11, I'll have my oats and that's it until like four. You know, it's exactly. just like... But do I need it? Some days, if I'm working like today, I'm talking yeah. to you, I'd not like desperate for that apple. Yeah. but if I was just working, I'd see, "Oh, hoppers line, let me eat an apple." And I think that's the thing yeah. we a lot of us get into is it's like you become so routine about it, like you get to the end of your dinner and like, why is your dinner never enough? yeah <laughs> do you know last you night to give you an example last night i'm not as anal as i was about my diet i'm still aware of like yeah. calorie intake and like eating right yeah. but last night i had dinner and had a great flipping meal i had steak onions mushrooms yeah. you know uh, butternut uh, broccoli it was delicious even a little egg on top there was great and then afterwards i was like i'm pretty full and then I was like, ah, but we've got, uh, you know, I always have cocoa and a little, little blocky, of, little <laughs> yeah. blocky of chocky before oh, bed. Oh,
1: chocolate, yeah. But literally, like one little block, yeah. like
0: literally one, yeah. and it's fine. So I had that, and I was like, but we've got those rusks, <laughs> bro. At exactly, the you see? So I was like, ah, oh, fine. Kayla still had some of her tea. I dipped my rusk, smashed that. Then we watched TV for like another hour, and I think also, bro, like when you're bored. <laughs> It's like, I need exactly. something in my back, dude. So It's, it's, it's a feeling. It's yeah. a feeling. Dude, I ended so, up having so, a bowl of ice cream. Like, it wasn't exactly. necessary. Exactly. Yesterday,
1: I, I fast. I intended to fast till like 3 o'clock. Literally fast, meaning I say, I don't eat. I'm not saying it's a 16-hour thing. I say, you know, I'll, I'll eat at 3. Yeah. And I just let it go. And then when 3 o'clock came, I ate. And then by like 7 o'clock, I, I didn't feel like eating. You know, when supper time came, I just had, had banana, had a pear, had uh, the other half of the apple, and then that was my supper. Mm. You know, and I I felt amazing. I felt light throughout the day. So it's all about you know, you know, clear your space a bit. You know, don't don't jump to any feeling of 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 habit of having an app or having this. You know, clear it out a bit. See if you really need it. You know, if you really need that 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 burger and chips, you know, for me diet, you know, because people are going to eat whatever they want anyway, you know, that's what people must understand. They go to dietitians and they get a little list of what they must eat and what they how they must cook it and how, what they must do on alternate days. They say, sweet potato fries. And then they'll, they'll, oh, they'll still fry them. People go on feeling people eat on feeling. So if you want to, to clean up your eating, clean up your feelings.
0: It definitely helps with self-control as well. I think exactly. Yeah, which is which so, you can filter into other aspects of your life, over and above this need to consume. You know exactly.
1: It's it's it's, it's so so the self-control. That's why I say fasting is all about self-control. You know that that's what it introduces into your into your into your habits or your daily habits. You know, you'll see if if you fast, you're not even you know as as rushed and as hyper and wanting to. Get there and do this. You're a bit more, almost slow down. You mm. know what I mean? Because you've now interrupted this this rush-like system, and now all of a sudden your mind becomes a bit more clearer, mm. and and your 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 body's quite light. And and again, it's not a thing that you, you should do probably for the rest. I'm not saying do it every day. Do it twice a week. Mm. You know? Just clear out your system a bit, you know, and see what is. You know, is truly in your liking and what you truly, your body truly enjoys, as opposed to all these other things that you're just putting in. Mm. And again, the rest of the other things becomes about moderation and it's there consistency. It's like, what are you doing <laughs> yeah. for the most
0: most of your day? You know, it's like looking at it. Whether you look at it a day or you look at it a week, you look at it a month. If you're having ice cream every five days and you're having a yeah. couple of scoops and you're not eating badly the rest of the week, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. And I think that exactly. And limiting yourself with regards to decisions, with regards to food, you know, if you in a situation yeah. where you're sitting at home and you've got tons of food available and snacks and stuff, those are external stimuli that you, whether you like it or not, are subconsciously aware of. Exactly. And it's distracting. Exactly. As you say, exactly. your natural reaction is cravings and, oh, I could have this. Oh, I could have that. Yeah. If I didn't have the exactly. Rusks here, I wouldn't have eaten them. If I didn't have the chocolate, I wouldn't have eaten it. If we didn't have the leftover ice cream, I wouldn't have eaten it. But exactly. the thing is, is it's kind yeah. of marrying the two worlds of having them, but then also being able to manage the self-control aspect. And then I think that taps into your, your daily life, you know, and also when you limit your decisions, yeah. you can only make, there's a school of thought that says you can only make a certain number of good decisions a day, which is why guys like <laughs> Steve jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, they don't, yeah. they wear the same things every day because they don't want to waste one of their good decisions on what they're going to wear. And the yeah. same thing applies yeah. to chow, bro. It's like, you know. Yeah.
1: So for instance, I switched off my fridge because if I want to have fish, I'm going to buy a fish and I, I need to make food fresh. And I don't want to store food anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I switched off the fridge. I don't I don't have food stored. Whatever I make must be fresh and must be enough to, for that period. Mm. No, for that meal so Mm. i make one meal situation and 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 it must be that yeah you know what i mean so meat meaning i don't get to keep a lot of meat i don't get to keep a lot of you know all of these things And i i I literally switched it off and i make food on the day
0: Mm. i think you're lucky that you can do that because a lot of people might not be able to if they're working like full days and they don't maybe have flexible schedules (laughs) (laughs) maybe 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 (laughs) (laughs) because then they get home and the shops are closed and it's like oh what do we do now oh my word you see that's a
1: problem man that's what i was thinking because i used to do that
0: i used to do that as well bro i'd go Oh, what I'm going to have for dinner, <laughs> let me walk across the road. Oh, I'm being active. I'm getting like low intensity, steady state workout, walking to the shop. Get a chicken, yeah. smash a chicken. Chicken's done. Empty fridge. But now, yeah. you get home from your your late audit. And you've just been auditing yeah, a company. It's nine. Or you yeah, have exactly. some room ice and you smash a tub. So, so, <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, man, it's a... It's, it's, uh... So that's, my, that's my view on eating, you know, it's, yeah. it's really down to how you feel and be moderate with your feelings. Don't gratify them to the limits every time, because then you numb them. You know, just be aware of, mm. your, of your eating habits. If you want to change them, it takes awareness mm. and, and no one outside of you can tell you exactly. People can guide but but you know you at the end of the day are responsible and in, if you are willing to take up that responsibility to make sure that you eat a certain way you know that is healthy for you that is in congruence with you know your feelings you know and the way you understand what healthy is you mm-hmm. know then i think you are on the right step you know it's, it's just about taking that responsibility and saying you know what i Need to own this only you are in truly control of yourself. Yeah,
0: I wanted to ask you yeah. talk about control and you know, planning things out. Where do you see yourself? I mean, obviously, you've moved to this new space, you've been here for basically like 18 months now. Where do you see you going from here? Just constantly learning.
1: Look, man, the, the, the vision I'm gonna give you the vision the means of getting there is is the ones that are that, that's the journey I'm on now, you know. So, so the vision. And, and the mission are completely different things. The vision for me is to again heal people through movement to how people become more aware of their bodies as a, as, as a means to, to become more aware of their surroundings and how they relate with the world. And a, a side project that I'm, I'm looking to get into is to make a connection between the Western Cape and from where I'm from you know to create a connection where I can influence certain young people from where I'm from to come and see the world this side you know what I mean because we do live in completely different worlds so it's all about getting the best of thinkers getting the best of of people in connection so to say now I want to connect with some young people that side that have some true visions, mm. you know, that they also want to, you know, get an opportunity to come see how the world this side works. first establishing what I see as an image through my training, if I can get people to become more aware, that's half the job done, you know, and later on look into assisting other people in, in realising their own potential and their own dreams and, and their own images. Mm. you know. And that's a vision. That's the vision I have and the mission is, is is underway, man. And that can only be a day-to-day thing, mm. you know? So if you ask me five, ten years, that's what I have in mind, where people are truly benefiting from what I've went through and I can guide them as to how to go about things, how to get to where they want to get and not the traditional way, the way they see possible because some people are are boxes. You know what I mean? Some people truly just box and, and kick ass and how they can make that work for them. Mm. And some people can draw, you know, things and they can, people have different gifts. And, and the gift is from our Creator, of course, and and it's all about how you honour that gift. And if I can honour this gift of of healing that I have and, and understand that it is a privilege to be in the position that I am in and to be understanding of things the way I understand things, you know, and truly honour that. And with me honoring that I just God willing have faith that it will help other people honour what they have as gifts and privileges. And once you know that gets to rolling, you know, you have four, five, six, you know, twenty individuals honouring their true gifts and their abilities. And then, you know, and essentially you just heal people like that, man, you know, the more people can get to honouring the gifts and privileges in this life, you know, the the better the world will become. It becomes a selfish thing and then it becomes a selfless thing, you know, because you have to know the one in order to know the other. So, yeah, I'm just on the road to honouring that true gift that I've been granted at birth to see the best possible outcome. You know, not only in myself, but in others that come in contact with me. So, yeah, man, that's, yes, that's man. the vision. Yeah, man, that's so beautiful. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so that's, that's uh, the, the vision. The mission, the mission is, is the journey, of course, you know, yeah. you know, the mission is, is how do I make that vision become a reality? Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that is, that is, again, a day to day and, and having faith, mm-hmm. you know, and not belief. Faith, faith is a different thing. Faith is, is being certain in uncertainty. That's what true faith requires. You need to be certain in what seems uncertain. Mm. And, and I'm holding strong to that and, you know, I pray the Almighty will grant me this, you know, to at least honour Him as, as, the gift, uh, as the giver of gifts. You know what I mean? Mm. Through the gift that He's given me. And, and to honour Him and represent Him to the best of my ability and to the best of you know, my knowledge, you know, as He grants me, so it's, it's all coming down to that, dude. So, yeah, and the mission, like I said, you know, it's a day-to-day, it's a strengthening yourself, it's a learning day-to-day, learning from the people around you, learning from, your, from, from, those, from the sun, and how the sun just keeps banging down this heat without effort, man. You know have you seen ourselves <laughs> you know what i mean so the, the sun burns the 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 you know illuminates this whole world without effort you don't e- even hear work being done through the sun but yet it, it burns man so you wanna you know learn how to do that you know to effortlessly be efficient you know what i mean so that's a day-to-day thing and once i acquire that then
0: i guess it's all smooth sailing till then Dude, so you have too much wisdom. How old are you now? You're 30. <laughs> I'm 30, you man. You the getting big 3-0. <laughs> yeah, we're going to oh, have, we have some gray hairs coming through there
1: soon, bro. <laughs> it's crazy out here, man. It's crazy. And and, and, and and again, that alone, you know, 30, man. It's it's it, I could have never made 30 happen, you know, if it wasn't through the grace of, you know, whoever created me. And... and for me to be guided to this point means, you know, he still wants me to do whatever I need to get done and He inspires me every morning to get up and, and do what I do. Yeah. And, and if you look at the word inspiration and its true translation is, is the breath of divine guidance between when you truly are asleep and you wake up, you have no idea that you would actually wake up and you don't even know if you are alive or dead. And when that 6 a.m. hits or that 5 a.m. hits and you, you know, that's inspiration, you know, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So that that is what that it's, it's a breath of divine guidance. So every morning you get that breath that is divinely guided that you don't know where it comes from, but it allows you another opportunity to get going on this thing. Mm. So that's how I'm taking it, man.
0: Dude, well, I think you're just going to go from strength to strength. It's been amazing <laughs> seeing you go independent yeah. as well and sort of start forging your own path and, you know, <laughs> separate yourself as an individual. And I think it's, you know, the fact that you've had your clients come with you and you've continued to grow and reach more people. And now you're looking to expand and do, you know, this yeah. this more, more educational connection work i think that just shows who you are as a person bro and i think if we can i think hopefully i think a lot of people who listen to this will be very inspired by you and sort of the way you live your life because even for me like you know i needed a dose of this you know because it's just very inspiring to hear (laughs) what you say bro like it really is and i think yeah i just wish you nothing but the best and i think if we can all just take a little bit of what you say about radiating you know and yeah
1: man it's it's truly about that it's truly about putting your, your your energy out man you know and that I've also learned from you you know you need to put the right vibes out of the out of your body man you need to to shout whatever is in your lungs you know it needs to happen it needs to come to to the fourth you know what I mean mm. and yeah man. so it's all about putting that energy out and putting our gifts out out there because they, they rest within you the less you express them you know they, they almost die off and you That's where you become numb to your everyday, you know, so, you know, don't let that happen. You always have to work towards expressing those little gifts, even if it's small, it will build up eventually. So I think the world has almost been desensitized on on expressing themselves, you know what I mean? It's true, you know, we do a community thing, but in the community thing, there's always an individual. And that individual has to come forth with what he has as a gift in order to inspire the rest of the people, because they're also they individuals. But if you have individuals you know sharing what they truly have as gifts, then you create a community that is truly empowered mm-hmm. you know so so that's how I'm looking to go around this thing and making sure that I'm just you know expressing this thing, man, you know, and whoever sees light in it, you know. Will benefit from it.
0: It's a very pure way to live, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I think that I have so much good stuff here, and I think a lot of people are <laughs> gonna flip and connect with it. And I hope, yeah, but it just inspires people to sort of reflect and do what you know is their gift and feed yeah. that and see where it takes them, you know, and just build at that. And you know, it's it's great to see that someone like you it was kind of clear cut in the sense of you knew the field you wanted to work in with regards to you know, the human body and health and mm-hmm. connecting with people. But, you know, you also had times of uncertainty. And I think that's what people need is nice. to know yeah. that yeah. even the guys at the top of their game had times where there was, you know, insecurity yeah. and adversity. And, you know, I, I think it's going to it's gonna hit home with a lot of people, even if it's just, even if all they take from this is maybe adding in a day or two of fasting a week, you yeah. know, that can change. That can change your <laughs> mindset. So... Yeah, yeah, bro. I just truly. thank you so much for your time, dude. I really, really yeah. appreciate you taking 97 minutes and 32 seconds of your day to talk to me. Yeah, man. Just drop it's the love. Wisdom. It's the
1: love. It's the joy and the pleasure and the love of chanting to you, my big brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, man. It's the love, man. And I'm truly happy for you, man, Rich. You know, you know. I remember Stolas uh, as fresh as yesterday when that dude said to you. Remember at waterfall? He said you must go. You know, you no, know, you must go overseas with this thing, and you oh must go. Oh my God! You know,
0: yeah,
1: you remember that day? He came but to you and he was friend. speaking. Of, I'm like, yeah, and it's it's like, you no, know, you must go share yourself with the world, and I think you are on the path, and that mission is is, is just up to you and how you take it, and I think you're doing great, man, and and, and I'm glad that you took this time to to chat to me as well, you know. So, you know, I'm I wish you all the best, man. You are truly one of the few wonders of this world. <laughs> you know, so 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 do it, man. Do it, you know. I do it now truly believe you have this theme and you, you have something to share and I know it's beautiful and I've seen it and I've came in contact with it. And yeah, man. Keep doing it. You know, there's no limits to this thing. You know, so yeah.
0: Dude, thank you so much. Uh, thank and you very much. Dude, you've inspired me so much there. Like I'm, I'm buzzing. Um. and I think bro we need to when I get back we need to go go, (laughs) get a (laughs) little stock (laughs) is throw the (laughs) self-control out of the window the berry compote and the cream on the top oh Oh my word I made flapjacks
1: the other day with ice cream I was like no
0: (laughs) (laughs) the devil's juice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but bro. yeah, man, it's, 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 it's cool, it's cool, I can handle it, <laughs> so oh. yeah, man, <laughs> dude, thank you so um, much for your time, bro, I really appreciate it, man, yeah, 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 thank you, thank you for your time, you know, it's, it's only because
1: you allowing me time that, you know, I can, you know, speak to you as well, you know, and, you know, it was nice catching up, man,
0: thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the How to Build a Parachute podcast, I thoroughly enjoyed this chat with Opar. He's a great mate of mine. He's really had a profound impact on my life and the way I view the world and the way I think about things. I hope some of his ideologies and mindsets about how we treat our bodies, what we put in them, and then how we radiate out towards the people around us. And I hope that has an impact on you and maybe you can apply it to your life in some way, shape or form. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.